Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, the best in new inventory, and not only is it the best in new inventory, they also that means they also come with warranties. And that means so much because that warranty is going to save you a lot of money along the way. So just remember that. Great vehicles, great warranties. Now, the budget may say, yeah, I'd love to do that, but... And you sit there and say, you know what, I really probably ought to look at a pre-owned vehicle. Well, go to the place that has the best selection of pre-owned inventory that gives you the peace of mind of the Sunbury Motors guarantee to go over every vehicle. And you're going to need a great service department to back up everything, no matter what. Even no matter, see, routine. Even if it's routine stuff. And they have great technicians, and they're always looking for more, by the way. At Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 to 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Our play-by-play call of the day, we were going to give you some Eagles highlights. There weren't any. So let's go with the winners. Funk midcourt circle. Far wing winner. To his right. Funk for three in the lead. Good. Pickett to his right to the foul line. Backs up. Fires the three. It's good. Penn State leads 57-46. Bingo! Penn State won. And, of course, as long as you could tolerate the play-by-play guy, it worked out well. So there you are. 3-0 and Furman. Thursday morning at 11.30. Dick and I are on beginning at 11. As Penn State takes on Furman. Furman's a good team. 2-0, beat Belmont. Uh, Not a great three-point shooting team. Yeah, like 29.5%. So not a great three-point shooting team. But Bothwell's a good player. And uh, they're a good defensive team, too. So good matchup in the opening round. And then uh, they'll get either Virginia Tech or Old Dominion in the second game on Friday. Let's talk some Penn State football. Frank Bodani, York Daily Record. Sir, welcome. Great to have you with us. Good afternoon, Steve. How has the season gone so fast? Give me a reason. Give me an explanation. Uh, It's amazing how (laughs) how there's 10 down, and now all of a sudden you get to game 11. Remarkable. Yeah. Uh, As this, we know how hard James Franklin and his staff have recruited with the idea of obviously getting more athleticism and so forth, but part of it was to get more depth into the program. Are we seeing the dividends of that right now? Absolutely. You set me up because that's the offensive line, right? Right there is the depth, I think, because where else could you – I mean, can you imagine losing three starters like they have 
and being able to replace them and not just replace them, but, you know, one of the guys they're replacing with had never <laughs> started a college game and hardly played any snaps, meaningful snaps, right. in Drew Shelton. And, you know, take out the competition, who they're playing or what time. I mean, it's still two Big Ten games. And their offensive line didn't look a whole lot different the last two weeks. And that's a big credit to them. What have the tight ends meant in conjunction with the two freshmen in the running game? Well, I mean, you know, I have a tendency to focus on those guys as receivers, but because yeah. they're so good at that, or they showed flashes of all of them being really good at that. But the blocking, I think, is – I mean, Brenton Strange, to me, is the most improved player on that team from what we can see. And his blocking, and the other guys as well. But, I mean, you've seen prime examples of it. I, You know, uh, Tyler Warren, I think it might have been Nick Singleton's first touchdown run um, with a great block. And sometimes that stuff gets overlooked. But tremendous addition. And and the way that I think that Mike Yurcich has adjusted to having these guys as a big strength in both in both capabilities, receiving and blocking. And I love the, I mean, the full house backfield or the wing tee or however you want to describe what they're doing. I think it's become really hard for defenses probably to try to defend them now because you don't know what they're doing even out of that formation from every given play, right? That's the creativity of using your strength. And I think it's a huge, a huge factor for them. What have you, how have you felt the last few games? really over the last month of watching um, Mike Yurcich and Manny Diaz call their respective games? Well, I think Mike Yurcich, I, I, I love the form. Like, I think just what I said, the formations that yep. they're using, the multiple tight ends, and being able to shift out of that. You know, it's one thing to line them up and know you're in short yardage and run Nick Singleton or Catron to the right or the left. But to be able to pre-snap, shift out of that and do different things, whether you're down in the red zone or anywhere on that field, to me that's that's taking your strength and just using it in being versatile with it. So, that's, so to me that's great. You know, that's, that's gives – maybe Penn State's offense doesn't have everything it had at times in previous seasons. But this is what they're really good at. This is what they do have. And I think they're fully now, maybe not as much as early in the season, but now fully taking use of that. And and Manny Diaz, I think, is, um, you know, everything seems to be based a little bit more on pressure and aggressiveness. But I think it's worked really well if you look at the whole season. Take take a step back and look at the whole season. Okay, so Mm -hmm. Michigan defensively, second half didn't go well but everything else i mean the last few minutes against ohio state but that wasn't completely on the defense i think has uh i mean you gotta hope he sticks around right i mean yeah you hope he sticks around yeah when you've had the opportunity to either talk with or be a part of the group that is standing there listening to sean clifford how has he handled everything well, I think he's handled that part of things really well, and that's the, one of the reasons why he's been your captain for multiple years and why he's been your leader. He's done that th- those things exceptionally well, and I think it's got to be killing him in some ways, you know, because 
his team didn't win the big the, the games he really wanted them to win and didn't look as good mm-hmm. in certain ways offensively doing it, but he still has to face the music, and he has to represent his entire team when he comes out there, and I think he's handled that really well because it would be easy for most people to have a little bit of an edge, you know, to have a little bit of an attitude. Um, and, I, you know, I think he's, he's done a great job. And, I, you know, and you see it that he's a business guy now, right? So yes. I think a lot of this plays into why you welcome that guy back with open arms. And I think he's upheld that. Because I think it's it's obvious, I mean, when you're sitting there, and they're still out warming up at the time, that when they go through the starting lineups on the video board and he comes up, there is a mixed reaction in the stadium. I, I know he hasn't really said much about it, have his teammates. Right. Well, and the thing is, when you come to a place like Penn State and you're going to be the quarterback mm-hmm. and you're going to take – you're going to be the lightning rod for, you know, the things that don't go well and maybe get a lot of credit for the things that do. And I think you, 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 to be successful, you have to understand that that's coming your way mm-hmm. and to be able to deal with it or you're never going to be able to handle that position. I think he knows it, but knowing it and dealing with it are two different things, and I, I think he's done it. And, you know, be honest. I, I, we all know that he has not played probably in certain ways the way he expected or wants to. Uh-huh. But you can't change it at the end of the game, right? You still have to deal with it. Yep. And I think um, the way that he leads and the way that his energy is, I think, really helps pull things together for them, you know, has kept them together. Penn State has 26 tackles for losses and 13 sacks in the last two games. What are you seeing now that maybe you didn't see in the opening five, six weeks of the season? I think their depth there one. I think some of the I think a lot of this roster, especially defensively, is built on younger talent. I think mm-hmm. they're I, I would say a lot of their best talent is their youngest talent. And I think guys that are getting more experience defensively, and I think you saw it the first drive of the game, Zane Durant, you know, flashing yeah. in. Um, you've seen it with deny Dennis Sutton at different moments as the season going on. I mean, Abdul Carter is getting better. I'd almost make a point that maybe he has been more impactful with big plays as a rookie than Micah Parsons was. But it's all time. You know, it's, it's all taken time for some of those guys to feel more comfortable. And like a guy like is or you know, he didn't even play the first few games. Right. James, made, James made a mention, you know, quickly. It would have been nice kind of to have him for the first the first part of the season, but it's going to take him a little bit of time. I think it's taken Adisa Isaac time to get back from his injury. All those things has, you know, and that they're able to play their best as we hit November, which a lot of teams cannot do, I think says a lot about their depth and their youth and their motivation, and it's a good combination. As you're watching the game on Saturday, same thing the week before, too, Carter Brown how impressed were you by the speed of that defense and how they run? Oh, I think that's what a big recruiting point has been, right? But yeah. Abdul Carter chasing down the quarterback, wow. I mean, um, and he hasn't, and we were there the first day that young man walked on the campus. It wasn't until June. Hmm. <laughs> so right. he hasn't been through there program for an entire year he didn't enroll early people forget i mean if you i mean that's 
some of the promise we're talking about and that speed you can't teach that you can't you can help it i guess when it's on campus but you can't completely redefine it and those guys have it and um the defensive backs that they're also bringing in you know if they sign these guys in december are some of the fastest guys yet to come to the, to join the team coming up from florida so i think uh that's huge because, you know, if you want to beat Ohio State, right, you have to be able to defend their speed. And I think Penn State's a lot closer in certain ways uh, than they were a few years ago. The kicking part of it, Jake Pinniger on kickoffs, and then you, what you've seen, I mean, he's now 11 to 13 in field goals. What kind of difference is he now making? Uh, he looks like a different kicker to me the last two weeks in particular. I mean, confident. And that ball that he drove from 50 yards, the first field goal last Saturday, I mean, how that would have been good. Look from the press box, like it might have been good from 60 or more. I mean, that's how strong that kick was. And I don't think he's looked like that earlier in the season. And, you know, he lost his starting job. Says a lot for him to stick with this. Become a trend kind of with Penn State kickers in a way, right? They kind of have some tough goes of it, and they and they come back and they hang in there. I mean, Sam Ficken was a good example. Yeah. Robbie Gould had his struggles at times at Penn State, but uh, all the credit to Jake because it's now you trust. I think it's trust White with your your specialist. And to me, there's there's no doubt I would I would trust him emphatically the rest of the season. He just has his groove, and I think it's his hard work and staying with it but uh the last two weeks 250 yards and then not in good condition steve right right i mean that, that's what strikes me the conditions were not great yet crystal the snaps right or more the holds right and then he plants that leg and, and you know and then the plant's not going to be easy and he's still hitting it well and i think and maybe this is wrong because i don't coach and i'm not on the field i'm not a kicker but to me there's just a confidence you can see with certain guys i don't know i can I kind of sense it. Like, I remember Sam Ficken in that Ticket City Bowl. At the end of that game, that field is slippery and terrible, and he had a heck of a pressure kick to keep that game going. But yep. to me, there was almost no doubt I felt like he was going to make it. Same with the kick in Ireland. I just thought he's going to make it. You just feel yep. it. I don't know, and that's the way I felt about Jake on Saturday. Frank, it is always a pleasure. Great to see you on Saturday, and I look forward to seeing you again soon, my friend. Absolutely. Good week, good trip coming up. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it, Frank. Take care. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I just don't know. Um, Me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. 
What's interesting is that the California Board of Regents decided to do a survey of UCLA student-athletes um, to see about the move to the Big Ten, because they've got this meeting coming up on the 17th, which is Thursday, For the just in case the suit was wondering. And, oh, I have to, cl- I have to clarify. I, I, I forgot we had to clarify everything. Thursday's the day after Wednesday. Does he concern you? Oh, my almighty! Um, so, what is your overall opinion about UCLA's proposed move to the Big Ten? I think it would be a good idea, 35%. I have no opinion, 20%. That's 55% right there. I would need more information, 38%. Fair. I think it would be a bad idea, only 7%. What would your concerns be if UCLA moves to the Big Ten? Increased travel times, 77%. Missed class times, 66%. Travel competition in colder weather, only 48%. Impact on mental health, 43%. Impact on physical health, 38%. Okay. Um the top three benefits from the that proposed move were increased national exposure resources and TV opportunities. What do you think the benefits of UCLA moving to the Big Ten Conference happen to be? 77% of UCLA athletes said increased national exposure. 69% gave a thumbs up to increase resources. 59% gave a thumbs up to increase TV opportunities. 56% said greater NIL opportunities. 53% enhance services to student-athletes. Then it falls after that. Compete at the highest level, 43%. Increased attendance, home and away, 30%. Maintain USC rivalry, 28%. Um, how would UCLA prioritize the increased resources from a potential move to the Big Ten to improve the student-athlete experience? Again, these are UCLA student-athletes. 81% said more nutritional support. 79% they want uh, more nutritional support on campus. That's one was road, the other one was on campus. 79% faculty support for missed classes and exam accommodations. Uh, 71% said the ability to access course materials when traveling. 70% use charter flights for long distances and difficult travel locations. Um, and less than 50% for more support on time management, more mental health services, creating travel partners uh, with other UCLA and or USC teams. Uh, by the way, it's one of the things that USC and UCLA are talking about, traveling together. UCLA in 2017 had total expenses of $104.1 million. They netted zero. Okay. okay. Total revenue for UCLA in 2019 was 1084 they lost $18.9 million. In 2020, they lost $21.7 million. 
and in 2021 they made 47.7 million and lost 110.1 million, uh, which means you know their expenses were 110.1 million. They lost 62.5 million dollars. Really. That means they have run a deficit in the last three years, totaling what, 83, 82, 2, um, of 101.7. That's in deficit. That's how far behind they are. Uh, yikes. Which is, what, by the way, what we've been telling you. So that is not... So, what kind of money they, they anticipate spending between 9.15 and 10.3 million in new costs to provide these improvements? Travel improvements will be 4.6 million to 5.79. Nutritional support 2.9. Academic support an additional million. Mental health 562,000. There will be likely positive impacts in other areas, such as ticket sales, merchandise, the games, increased attendance. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by the great Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf Online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. And not only that, but uh, a fabulous service department that takes care of all of your service needs because they have great technicians. They're always looking for more, too. You, know, you can apply to be a part of that great team. Whether you're experienced, entry level, looking for a career change, they really want to hear from you. So you can stop by in person. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com or you can give Todd a call at 286 7746. It's a winning team over there. Great people. Great to work with. Great to work for. And they do fabulous work. Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. So UCLA and uh, and the California Border Regents, um, that meeting is Thursday. UCLA did sign an agreement with the Big Ten on July 13th. Um University of California Legal presented a detailed analysis of the legal issues and litigation risks associated with the UCLA agreement to the Board of Regents in a closed-door meeting on September 22nd. So in other words, more than two months later. Um, And they're talking about the increased benefits. The Big Ten... uh, deal averages over a billion in annual revenue with increases in later years. They say the media rights will escalate eventually 
over 70 million per year. This is in their their document. There are also likely to be positive revenue impacts in other areas, such as ticket sales and merchandise. Games for the Big Ten, in particular football, can attract between 37,000 to over 100,000 attendees compared to 30 to 66,500 for Pac-10 schools or Pac-12 schools and millions more on television. Now, what's not in here is it doesn't say how much greater the Big Ten distribution on the college football playoff will be. I think the SEC and the Big Ten are going to command more than the other conferences. What's also not in here at all is the fact that the Big Ten has revenue sharing in football and in men's basketball. So those sellouts in Beaver Stadium, at the Horseshoe, at the Big House, Camp Randall, Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, you know, they're kicking in a million apiece every time that happens for a Big Ten game in those venues. And the money gets distributed around the league evenly from that. Same thing when you talk about basketball. The sellouts in Bloomington, West Lafayette, Madison, uh, East Lansing, you know, on and on you go. I mean, even even Lincoln, for goodness sake, sells out. Right? Same story. You get, okay, and there's going to be more distribution of money from the NCAA tournament. Why? Well, let's face it. USC and UCLA are two perennial NCAA tournament teams. You could see anywhere from 8 to 11 different schools from the Big Ten now in the NCAA tournament getting Units and slices of money, which increases the pool for everybody in the conference. Those are other factors that are not added in here, plus the additional bowl revenue that would be put in there as well. Believe me, what I just talked about, the other elements, make up for the travel number. The other elements make up for the travel number. They say right now the California Board of Regents is unable to provide a comparison of potential Pac-12 media deals because the conference negotiations are still underway, and that's a fair sentence, obviously, right there. It's interesting. John Wilner put out something today about Amazon and said and wrote in a story, I believe he wrote, wrote the story, um, that... Um, that they're not just looking at Amazon to be a great supplement that quote the latest radical plan is that the Pac-12 should consider Amazon as the one that takes care of the whole deal I mean everything not just as a partner but the whole deal I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but the problem you have with Amazon is this. So say they they do split into ESPN and and Amazon. What what are you giving up in terms of exposure, your ability to see your teams play? I'm talking about the Pac-10, Pac-12 right now. Are you giving up something on the exposure side of it where people will not be able to see your teams play or – make it more difficult to find your teams playing. 
if that were to be the case. I watched Oregon and Washington the other night. That game was on Fox. Well, if every Pac-12 game is on Amazon, this is going to sound really lazy, but I'll say it anyway. Don't all of you find it difficult when you're watching an Amazon game and it gets to a commercial and you'd like to flip around a little bit to see, you know, just check in on something else, which is what I do. (laughs) That it's more difficult to do when it's on a stream. Well, for me, actually, it's the opposite. It's I can get a Game Central going where I don't have to flip back and forth because I can keep the one game on my computer and then I can have another game on my TV. Oh, I don't. I don't watch games on my computer. I just have watch on TV. It's kind of like tournament mode almost. No, that's how. That's just how I roll. But e- e- even then, I, even then, I flip around. Go, yeah. By the way, Rizzo's going to resign with the Yankees. It's a forty million dollar deal. Bingo! There you go, Cashman. You'll get seventeen million in each of the next two seasons. Six million dollar buyout in the third year in twenty five. Woohoo! Okay. Good job, Brian Cashman. Welcome to Riz back. Rizzo's a terrific player, both at the plate and in the field. Uh, so that that is. Um, hmm. I just find it like I'll be sitting there, and, I, and I'll, what I'll use is the, um, I'll use the, the voice, part of it. So I'll say, you know, Amazon Prime, and it'll switch over. Then I'll say, uh, ESPN, it'll it'll switch over. But it takes a little while to do it. All right, come on, let's go, chop chop. <laughs> come on, man. Let's make a move. I consider it kind of a pain in the neck. I'm not sitting there with 82 devices watching games. It kind of is a pain, though, to, like, get started, where it's it's easy enough just to turn the TV on and find the channel, and there and it's there. So that's kind of the, where the pain it is for me. So I'm just saying if they were to stick and just go exclusively with Amazon, and it's just it's the writers proposing it, it's not the Pac-12 proposing it. The writers are just coming up with scenarios. I think the Pac-12 still sees a lot of value in having a chunk of their package on ESPN. And I think ESPN sees value in having the Pac-12 on because, look, you're a sports network. The more time slots you can fill up with games football, basketball, whatever it may be, the better. So, that's how I look at it. And I have no problem with what the NFL doing on Thursday Night Football. I have no problem with that. I'm able to watch games. I have no problem. The production's really good. And 
nothing wrong with it. Um, you know, early in the season, I had trouble with the stream because early in the season, I get a couple of games and I get the dreaded circle. Okay. I'll come back in 10 minutes. Okay. Nah, looks like I got, uh, I got the circle again. Well, the last few games I've watched, there's been no circle. It's just, there's, the games have been crystal clear. So it looks like they've nulled that, that out. And again, the production's great. Al's really good. Kirk's good. And it looks like they're going to get some better games here in the weeks coming up. Yeah, Titans-Packers this Thursday night is pretty good. Yeah, I don't know if I... Maybe I... I don't know if I'll watch that on a computer or not. I doubt in my hotel room I'm going to be able to get that. Something tells me it's not there. That one I may have to follow along and just check in on ESPN. But yeah. I'm a little busy anyway, but it would be one of those things I'd have on, like, Thursday night, I'd have it on the background, because obviously, you know, like I was talking to Kathy today, and she was saying, you know, what are you, what are you doing, you know, you know, in terms of, like, you know, you're going to be able to go out and do whatever. I said, I said I'm going to be able to go to dinner. I said, yeah, I said, but, like, when I'm done with the game, I said, I do have to go back on, thir- on Thursday, for example, and I'm going to do the show here on WKOK. I said, then I said, but then I have to get ready for Penn State and either Virginia Tech or Old Dominion. I said, so I still have to do that. Then the next morning I get up, there's breakfast. I got to do the pregame with Micah, get something to eat, then go do that game. And then I got to hustle my backside off to get to the airport. <laughs> she says, oh. I said, so the fortunate part I have is that on the two hour flight up, I'll have my laptop with me. And I'll be able to work on the plane and get what I need to get done for the Sunday basketball game on the flight up to Rutgers. I mean, I got, you know, I'll probably be able to get that done in less than an hour and then probably shut my eyes for a while. But, yeah, there's, so there's not a lot of time to do that. I mean, people think, you know, hey, you're going down here, you got all the time in the world. Nah, that's not really how it works. We're going to get down there late tonight, so tonight's gone. Tomorrow, you know, I'll do the show. Uh, and then after the show, we're going to we're gonna try and go out and get a bite to eat. So that'll be fun. But then Thursday, I mean, how early do you want us to get going? I mean, we're on the air at 11. And I'm still going to do this show from 3 to 5. And then when I'm done with that show, I'll get a bite to eat, but then I've got to work on the Friday game. And then, you know, Friday, get up, you got to do, you know, same pattern, except this time instead of being done with the game, boom, pop, you know, pop to the airport. In fact, I'm gonna, that's something I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to get a cab waiting for me outside the arena. And for a generous tip, they'll do it. <laughs> Usually it's how it's done, yeah. No, no, they're appreciative, believe me. And then, uh, and that's how, you know, and the idea of getting to Newark, they say, yeah, uh, get there at 830. So, which is fine, which is perfectly fine. Jack says, hey, we'll wait for dinner. I said, Jack, you can't wait for dinner. I said, I'm landing at 830. I won't be in the hotel 
to like, you know, get a rent a car, things like that, till maybe quarter after nine, nine thirty. I said, don't do that. He goes, I said, now if you want to hang around the bar and have some refreshing adult beverages, yes, <laughs> by all means. <laughs> oh, by your body! Because <laughs> oh. I already did the. I, uh, in your, if you're wondering what I, you know, I already have taped the pregame show with James. It's already done. So like it won't be like I don't want to kill anybody's illusions. We don't sit in the locker room before the game and do that. Although I freely admit that we did tape this in the locker room. <laughs> this one actually is in the locker room. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's, it was in the Penn State. It was actually in the Beaver Stadium locker room. So, oh yeah, <laughs> it's a nice quiet space. Back. We'll take a break. We'll come back more in a moment. Great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WKOK. <laughs> Really? Really? It's whatever the card has in here. I don't, I don't control that music. That's what you came up with? <laughs> really? We, we, I, I've, I have said we need to change some of our sports bumps in this cart that we have that rotates different intros. Is Yeah, I... That's not. I'm not a fan of that one either. Really? <laughs> I know it's just as bad as Quez Watkins' fumble last night. Oh, your team just played bad. They got run over by it like a truck. They couldn't stop the running game. There's 40 minutes of possession. You're fumbling all over the place. I mean, you look like uh, two years ago. No, bad comparison. Jonathan Gannon's play calling is a good comparison to two years ago, yeah. Well, it's interesting. They had set a record, that, you know, and this is how valuable turnovers are. They had set a record for the fewest turnovers in eight games. They only had three in the opening eight games of yep. the season. That is an NFL record. They had four last night. Exactly. And just, Which includes yeah. the stupid lateral at the end from Devontae Smith when they scored on the final play. But, yeah. Light canceled. We're flying tomorrow at 8.30 in the morning. Ah, oh, boy. Okay. Well. I'll just use some of the clothing I packed. <laughs> <laughs> Put the lingerie on the deck. Call right. the janitor. <laughs> okay. I, I, I guess, yeah. I was just sitting on the couch. I'll just open that up. Okay, that was one less thing to have in there. <laughs> It'll lighten the load. <laughs> well, tomorrow's just going to be practice anyway, basically, right? Once tomorrow's you got down practice, there. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. Practice so. at the arena. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. Not that worried about it. I mean, do I sound worried? You, Mr. 45 heart rate? Never. Not worried at all. <laughs> like... Like, it's all good. I'm going to go to practice tonight, watch that. I'm going to come home. Going to spend a nice night, put a couple of logs in the fire. Yeah, good night for that. Uh, good night to do that and kind of get the place warmed up and, you know, and flight tomorrow at 8.30. So I probably had to head over to the airport about 7.30. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. It's all good. And I'm sure the wife will appreciate having you for home for an extra evening.
Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, my almighty. No, senor. No, senor. No, senor. Okay. I'm going to go upstairs right now and give her the great news. <laughs> actually, actually, she will be. So, believe me, she's... Uh, as soon as you know, she'll be. First of all, she'll be relieved I'm not flying out tonight. Yeah, yeah. Know, with the snow, she'll be relieved beyond words because she's been worried about that all day. So, um, yeah, she's been worried about that all day. So, and then because I had said earlier, I said, "Hey, you know," I said, I went upstairs to say, hey, "You want me to throw, you know, get a fire going?" She says, "Well, you know, no. Nah, I mean, if you were here, you know." Well, now I'm going to be here. <laughs> so, good. This works out. Actually, this works out just fine. I'm trying to figure out a way. The earliest reservation I could get at Hall's Chop House, which is world-renowned, it's outstanding, is 8 tomorrow night. But Dick is going down there. He's bringing Karen with him. I'd love to get in a little earlier if I could. So that will be mission number one when I'm done here, is calling them after I'm done with you. <laughs> right? And then uh, then after that, I'm on Sirius XM at 5.30. I've got to do that tonight. And then I'm going to go to practice and uh, be there till about 7 and see what's going on. With the idea, I'll tell none of you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now the question is, where does Halls compare to San Elbow's? Oh, they are the they are in the same league. Let me put it this way. All right, it's like it's like having two teams in the NFC East. There you go. I like it. And then the other place you want to go to is Lewis Barbecue. That's Thursday night. Oh yeah. <laughs> 